everybody, welcome to Murder Blows. This episode, she's our favorite. She's Jeremiah's favorite anyway. Uh, it's Cody's episode, and we take a deep dive into the what may or may not have been the start of the satanic panic. I don't know. We'll let you decide at the end of it. Uh, Cody tells us, tells us about the story of Ms. Michelle Smith and some of the uh, inserts from the book Michelle Remembers. Uh, it's a really crazy twisted story, and if you kind of like the theme of our last episode, just kind of hang tight, because there's cults involved and satanic stuff, and then maybe a vine clip in the middle somewhere. I, I don't know. It's a grab bag. So, uh, yeah. Hang out with us. We're here for it. And as Busta Rhymes said on Missy Elliott's EP, Super Duper Fly, stay safe, stay alert, and stay tuned. You're here with Maisie, Cody, Sasha, and Violet. Here we go. out of my house and I'm like oh there's families ordering $114 worth of food gross so much pizza and Linda and Peggy doing drug deals at the table beside me (laughs) damn simultaneously evading uh, punishment for their suspended suspended licenses exactly it was so crazy and then they were talking about like buying boxes of Sudafed and stuff I was like oh no. my god yeah. make a myth. take your meth and put it away they looked like they were somebody's like grandmothers and then they were talking to this guy who looked like he had bought four boxes of Sudafed this afternoon so it was totally weird that's our side hustle. Apparently. I miss you guys. I miss <laughs> you guys. Yeah, that was a long four weeks, wasn't it? What? I'm just was kidding. it? Oh, oh shit, fam. I was like, where am I? <laughs> what year How is long it? have I been asleep? Oh, wait. Groundhog's Day. Oh, shit. Over and over and over again. Over and over. If I had to relive this day over and over again. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would end it all right here. Right <laughs> now, sure. <laughs> I mean, Bill Murray tried that. It didn't work. Bill Murray. <sighs> Let me down. No, that sounded... I don't know what I'm saying. It's okay. Uh, right. Happy Wednesday! Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday! Tell us stories, Violet, while I shove pizza in my face. Oh my god. Finally, <laughs> story time. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the best one for stories this week. Guys, I have a ghost cat. Oh, thank god. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah, let's do ghost stories because I actually kind of do have one. <gasps> Guys, yes. I did. Surprise ghost stories. All right, ghost cat, go. Um. Okay, so we were watching Relax My Dog because. Yes. It relaxes my dog, and it uh, really annoys my cats. 
so we were watching the one with like the squirrels on it and it was like really cute like the squirrel would run off the screen and my cat would try to chase it and and, like look behind the tv and she was like where the fuck did the squirrel go she's real pissed anyway and so jerry's like this is so funny i'm gonna record it and he's recording it and then all of a sudden we hear a meow but it sounds like it's coming from the other side of the house and two out of three of my cats whip their head in that direction (gasps) and so i like two seconds later was like did that meow come from over there (laughs) and jerry was like yeah it did and so we rewatched the video uh you can see all three cats mouths none of them meowed you can hear it on the video, the, the ghost meow, mm-hmm. and uh, it's coming from the other side. Like, you can hear it in the video. Thank God Apple is crazy with their technology these days. And, uh, yeah, we got a ghost cat. Jared checked all the air vents underneath the house. Like, there's no cat. Damn. What? Ghost cat. ghost cat. I'm into it. I'm into it also. Same. You know, uh... When I lived at the other house, uh, we had a ghost cat, and I made a song about him. <laughs> it wasn't like Phoebe's smelly cat, was it? <laughs> Pretty close. It was like, he's a ghost, he's a cat, he's a ghost cat, and that was it. Aw, cute. New theme song. Sorry, Jer, you're out. <laughs> no, I already got talked to about that this week. <laughs> Jer's themes are not going anywhere. Nope. Love it. Oh, man. I just came up here, duh, to record. And he's like, ooh, whose night is it? And I'm like, Cody's. He goes, yes. And I was like, you seem really excited about that. He has favorites? I guess he's, I guess his favorite is Cody, maybe. I talk about weird shit. He likes weird shit. Yeah. Same. Yeah. We all do. Are we right. officially? I'm, I'm gonna ask this every single time. Are we officially recording? We are, but I need to check levels real quick. So Ooh. that's okay. What'd you I'll look just at? Turn myself the fuck down. There we go. All right. <laughs> we are officially turn ready. Turn down for what? You're welcome. You remember when little John came? Little John came to UT. Third oh, down for what? <laughs> Third down for what? Oh, oh my god. God bless America. Literally. Oh, John, you're better than that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were the chosen one. <laughs> you know, he almost won Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> really? Which, now, in hindsight, I have questions. Not a great thing. He did not have anything nice to say. About celebrity apprentice but mm. no it was weird because like half the time he would be like I, I swear to god there was an episode where they had to sell chicken nuggets do not quote me on this they had to sell something um my parents used to be really big in celebrity apprentice i should put that out there um and anyways and he was like really fucking great at it but half the time he'd be like yeah yeah come get your chicken fingers and then like the next minute he'd be like, oh yeah, so I I think I, I'm a really talented businessman. Like, totally normal. <laughs> One of my favorite interviews with him is, I think he's on a, he's doing a radio interview, and the DJ was like, what's one thing, like, that would be the most clever thing if somebody came up and said to you? 
And he was like, if somebody was just like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Okay, instead of being like, yeah, yeah. Like, I would mm. appreciate that every once in a while. <laughs> I can imagine that, though. Like, who was it? Uh, Adam Devine uh, from Workaholics. Yeah. Has this great bit on these guys that saw him at a stoplight. And they, like, yelled out the window. And they were like, tight butthole. Oh! Like, and he's like, it'd be nice if they were just like, hey. But he he said that he would try and top how cringy they were. So, like, for instance, when people would do that, he said he would double peace sign with his arms crossed. Right? Yeah. You can't get a visual, but just picture me doing that. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then go, recognize. That's, that's expected of him, though. They're probably like, yeah, that's so awesome what he just did. So tight butthole. So, so TV. Someone's John gonna see me friend. on the street if this podcast gets big and be like, 20 marijuana cigarettes! I'm gonna get arrested. Oh. <laughs> and I'm gonna get arrested. That's it, I'll add in, for sure. That's, I don't regret a lot of things in my life, but I might regret 20 marijuana cigarettes. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> in a row? No, I mean just saying it, but I've... Oh, oh. This is oh. episode 20! <gasps> No, I was gonna get high for episode twenty. Yeah. Chance. I mean, <laughs> well, this isn't about marijuana. If it makes you guys feel any better, so okay, okay. That's, I'll wait for the four hundred and twentieth episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe we'll all be stoned by then. Yes, please. It'll be legal everywhere. I think we'll have to be. Yeah. We still be talking about it. <laughs> right. So wait, if we do like fifty-two episodes a year. <laughs> God, that's bless. four and a half years from now. I hope. Nope, that was dark. I didn't mean it like that. I just feel older than I am. <laughs> so, and I hope I'm dead in four years. I'll be. Don't <laughs> <laughs> fucking like thirty-one. <laughs> you want to talk to someone? Like I can hook you up with a real good therapist. <laughs> Such a long week. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. God, but it has been two weeks, so I do have so much to talk to you guys about. I know. Skippers, you might want to go ahead a little bit. <laughs> Until you just hear Cody talking a lot, then go back and then wait for her to talk. <laughs> I'll, whenever I edit, I'll, I'll put it in there. I started this, like, Google Doc thing, and it is great. And I just fill it out while I'm editing, and then I have everything done for the upload. I'm so proud of myself. Dude, yeah. Listen to that. Boop. That's I have awesome. to write down in real time what we talk about so I remember. <laughs> nice. For the social medias. For the medias. For the me. Put, put in a skipper's line. Skippers. Are we doing advice or happy stuff? At the end of this. Poor K no los dos. It's been two weeks since we've talked. That's true. We can do whatever the hell we want. As long as we're done by nine. Because Cody's got to skedaddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be safe. Fuck polite it. No, I'm kidding. Mm. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't... Oh, what am I going to say this? One of my coworkers had a birthday. I texted her and I just typed happy birthday in all caps and then stay sexy, don't get murdered in like lowercase letters. Mm -hmm. Yay! And it looks a little creepy and she never responded. But we've talked since then. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Okay, stay sexy, don't get murdered. That needs to be, like, our catchphrase, guys. 
it's taken. Girl, I really need you to listen to my favorite murder. She won't let try, him though. listen to it, but I just prefer to listen to guys, which is kind of weird. <laughs> that I well, you're just know. more professional. Cody likes a good, well, well put together podcast. I do like. I I really like the. Why are you on this show? Yeah, <laughs> it's four yeah. girls Why fucking around. Doing here? <laughs> I love listening to us because it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> where you're like, where you're like trash TV. I yeah. love it. It's fantastic. We're the Jersey Celebrity Shore podcast. podcast. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Like, we're a little bit tighter than that. I really liked our drinking episode, though, to be completely honest. The one where we all drank and Cody drank water? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Which is what I should have been doing. Yeah, same, but... I don't have any fine. alcohol right now. I do, but I can't Go get swifty. The only reason why I didn't smoke before the podcast is because I have to... Hopefully not pull an all-nighter to finish a cosplay. Hopefully. My god, hopefully. Is that this weekend for you guys? Yes. Yeah. My dumbass procrastinated so bad. Like, not even, like, normal bad. I was also broke as fuck until my last paycheck. And then it was, like, the fucking clouds opened up. Yes. And it rained money upon me. And I'm doing so well. Knock on fucking wood with I'm my so funds. Good job, I, I counted. Yeah. So I like budgeted everything for this weekend. I budgeted my bills. I budgeted like what I owe for, like I said, this weekend for the hotel and stuff like that. And I have more than I expected. Love that. Yay. That, like, never happens. Good job. Yeah. Me and Sasha are rubbing off. I think so, because, like, and I've been eating out a ton this weekend, too, or this week, just because, like, my No time to cook. Like, yeah, no time to cook, and I went to the Asian market last week and bought, like, a fuck ton of ramen noodles, but I got mm. to the point where, like, I was shitting just pure MSG and sodium, so naturally <laughs> I got chicken nuggets instead. <laughs> so. That's not any better. No, I got a salad one night. It was gross, though. And not just like salad grows like oh, healthy stuff. It is disgusting. I agree. Legit. Yeah. I've actually been eating a bunch of salads and it wasn't like that bad. Well, I like like fresh salads, but this one had like avocado in it, which I thought was gonna be lit, but it was like guacamole avocado, but with no flavor. And like the leg let it the legus? The lettuce got soggy <laughs> from it, so I would like scoop it into my mouth and be like, Ugh! "It just tasted oh, like oh no, dislike." Yeah, dislike. But I am gonna put legus on the list of potential titles names. Legus. It has to be twenty marijuana cigarettes. Okay, but it can still be. So I don't know if anyone reads the description box, but I have been having a fucking blast with it. <laughs> I know. Um, I love your description boxes. And my new favorite thing is title runner-ups. So I can have as many runner-ups as I want this episode. That's true. I thought about circus curtains real hard for last year, last week's episode, but then I was like... Was I talking about my vagina? You were. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm so sorry, I instantly regret that. I know, guys, my dad started listening to the podcast. Did he? 
tell me everything. I want to know. Oh, yeah. Listen to Cody's what about... episode, Boys on the Tracks. Good one. That's a good one. I, it everybody is. Everybody starts there. I told them to start there. I was like, you know, I feel like this is when we really start to get our flow. Like, the story is really interesting. And, but I, I, and he's probably going to listen to this episode. I feel like I talk a lot of shit about my past life with my family. And not a lot of shit like it didn't happen. Definitely fucking happened. But, like, I, I don't speak very highly of my relatives. <laughs> and when he was like, listen to the podcast, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Fuck, but I guess I was okay that episode. <sighs> I mean, here's the thing. I would, well, I would feel the same way if one of my parents started to listen. Oh, yeah. But it's nothing that is new to them, you know? Yeah. It's scary, I, but they're basically just hearing what they already know. That's my thing. Like, I feel like. In my, your ear. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like my dad would listen to you and be like. Oh, okay. She's still a little bitter about that, you know? Mm. Like, oh, well, that's not a lie. <laughs> I feel like all I ever mention is how bad, like, daddy and mommy issues I have. Maybe I got drunk once and said I hated my parents. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think you did. I don't think it's as bad as you think. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. But you don't listen back, so it's fine. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I get on to so many people that are not listening to my podcast, but I don't. I'm just kidding. No, actually... I'll... I Go. after last week yeah the last two episodes it wasn't until I listened back that I realized like how terrible that story was really? not, yeah not what it like <laughs> just the contents of it like yeah and then Allie was our friend of the podcast Allie was texting me like she had a lot of big reactions to it <laughs> like a bunch of questions multiple question marks on one word and i was like i don't know dude this is just what happened <laughs> i'm just reading what i know yeah but i did like it, until i listened back it didn't really piece together with me but that uh gabrielle lavalet is such a like a badass <laughs> like, yeah holy hell it's so insane did you watch the documentary I did for a little bit, but then I was at work, so I had to get off my break, and I haven't watched it, mm, but fair. I don't want to watch all of it. But it was so funny, because Allie was like, this episode, these episodes are so messed up, it's such a crazy story. And then, like, 20 minutes later, she was like, well, I found something funny you should watch, it's on Amazon Prime, it's called Inglorious Bastards, and I was like, oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh, I wonder who I know that likes that movie a whole ton. She, she was like, I feel like Violet would really like this movie. <laughs> Violet, like, based her... Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I... that's I gotta it. be one of my favorites. I wrote <laughs> fan fiction it. about that shit. Wow. Yeah, I, I did. It. And it was, like, it lasted for, like, two years, that fan fiction. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was in-depth. I wrote, like, I got so into it, I wrote, like, a futuristic one. Like, one that took place in modern day. Well, it was a little bit, a little bit in the future. And it was about, like, World War Three. And, like, they had to go back and get the bastards because for some reason they're still alive or whatever. They got, like, what's that word I'm looking for? <sighs> Cryogenically frozen. Oh, it's like, like retcon? <laughs> <laughs> no, they thought him out to fight these neo-Nazis. All right. It where's that, where's Han that Solo? Replay? Where's that script? <laughs> I think Probably. Brad would be into it. I, it's honestly, like, I not a lot of my fan fiction has made it through with me through the years 
Yeah, unfortunately. Because I didn't post it anywhere because I was like, no one's going to fucking read Inglorious Bastards fanfiction. <laughs> they might have. Maybe. I, I used to write some weird shit. Um, I just realized why I don't write as much anymore. And that's because I didn't write fanfiction, but I, like, wrote stories about my friends as if we were, like, really cool people. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, in my in my story, one of my characters tried to overdose, and ibuprofen was their drug of choice. So oh, no. I did not know hard. that ibuprofen didn't get you fucked up; <laughs> <laughs> just killed your liver. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, straight edge Sasha trying to be a hard ass. And think... <laughs> sorry, no, oh, it's just done now. That that brought me. I was thinking about this on the drive to work today. Um. because uh, I had to drive to Knoxville this morning before work um, so I have plenty of time to think about what I was going to ask on the podcast and I, I have a very good question what was your cringiest like email address as a child oh I can I... tell you mine <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited I don't we I Mine wasn't an email. Mine was a screen name. Close yeah, enough. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. And all of like all of my group of friends in high school, we each. Oh my god, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> we picked, we picked like an our favorite animal, and then like an adjective, and then NMS, which was our middle school initials. This is so dumb. So, so it was wait. like it was like. <laughs> Uh, God, I don't even remember mine. I think it had something to do with a, a fox, or like oh, yeah. foxy something NMS. Ugh, gross. That was not that bad. No, but it's just cringy to think about like what you thought was cool when you were in middle school, That's and funny. like just seeing packs of middle schoolers out in the wild now and I'm like oh you're so loud you have no idea what the people around you are like you're not spatially aware of anything nope uh, it's all just a cringy time but yeah there we go Sasha, Cody, you got one? mine was uh just cloud984 at yahoo oh, that was pretty nice. cute though oh yeah, yeah we had to be cute so Great. <laughs> Great. Great. Mine was. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. I was really into the Outsiders and anime when, when <laughs> AOL. Stay gold, my... Naruto. <laughs> at gmail.com. So bad. Also, you have to know that there were a bunch of uppercase and lowercase X's because I was hardcore. Oh, I don't remember where the X's were, but I know they were fucking there. It was Greaser Girl Okami. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy's <laughs> the Japanese word for God, right? I thought it was wolf. No, so, that's so a small child. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I got a Chinese or a, a kanji on my arm, and they're like, "That means douchebag." Uh, I mean, oh. I've got multiple kanji tattoos. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so um, your turn. So. I was real into Japan, still am. I was like, oh, so much has changed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was Kuro Neko, which means black cat. 
and I interspoofed um, 666 with 13 because I was real goth at this point. And so it was Kuroneko 61636. Wow. That's a lot of numbers. Oh, yeah. There we go. Um, And sorry for shaming you. It's Kame, I think, for God and Okami. You were right for um, Wolf. No, I'm sorry. I don't know why I acted like that. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, I lied again. It's Kami. But you use the. Okay, so here's where I got confused. You can use the honorific O if you put that in first. So you can say, like, Okami. It's like saying. Oh, hashi for chopsticks. Like, you just use the honorific hmm. O in front of it. But not for Okami, because that's literally the wolf. Oh, it's a wolf. Yep. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> now we know. All right. Well, I've learned yeah. more than middle school me learned. I used to do that thing where I would write stories about my friends, too, but I would put them into series that I liked. Oh, that's cool. So, like... It's pretty much just like, and I still do that now, to be totally honest. Like, anytime I write fan fiction, nine times out of ten, like, I will incorporate my friends in it in some way or another. Like, I am so close, so close to writing My Hero Academia fan fiction. And I have all the fucking ideas, but. Oh my god. Have I ever been in one of your fan fictions? Um. Hmm. Why? No, no it's I'm, fine. I'm really, you I'm don't really listen to the it. outro. We're not actually friends. It's cool. <laughs> no, I'm just not friends with Jeremiah. No, I'm just Jeremiah's my buddy. I miss him so much. Like, I just, I miss everyone so much. I miss conventions. I just get emotional. This Eric convention's so good, too. I've never been. This is my first oh. Blues, and Blues. This is my second. Buzz, great. Yes. And we're going to go to that fucking, like, kooky canuck. So Bitch, I have seven restaurants on my list. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> One's a donut shop. <laughs> oh, nice. Breakfast. Um, I'll have to think on this. I'll have to think on this. I'll have to check my, my memory bank a little bit for the fan fiction question. Oh. Updates um, at 10. Updates at 10. More what were 10. you saying about Eric asked you something? Uh, about conventions maybe oh yeah he, he was just asking me I can't remember I, I think I was bad mouthing a photographer hell yeah the only <laughs> photographer I bad mouth um, and I went on this tangent like long ass tangent about how bad I miss conventions and anytime like someone's like oh what are you going to Memphis for and I'll be like oh I'm going to a convention I haven't been to one since February I miss it so bad so bad I feel like dying (laughs) in less than four years (laughs) yeah like in less than four years I don't want to fucking do this for four more years no I'm just kidding that's a lie that's a lie I'm fine I'll make it to 30 that's Um, less than four years how old am I? <laughs> I just turned 27. Yeah. I think. 91. I'll figure it out later. Yeah, I'm 28, so you're 27. <laughs> I'll figure it out later. Thank Not you. <laughs> it's like, I fucking hate when anyone checks my ID and they're like, how old are you? And I'm just like, fuck if I know, man. Like, just Literally, someone just asked me. me like, you're someone looking asked at my me ID, this. can't you just tell me? Yeah. You do the math. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, someone asked me yesterday, and I went, 20, uh, eight? <laughs> 20, uh, 21? No, I'm just kidding, sorry. Uh, it was funny. Oh, well, I thought the existential crisis... Go ahead. I miss vines. I thought the existential crisis at 27 was bad. 28 is much worse. <laughs> Please don't say that. <laughs> I've only been 27 for like a month. <laughs> yep. I ordered your birthday present. It's going to be super late, but yep. I'm glad I waited. Present. You bought me a birthday present, so shut your mouth. Yeah, but you deserve that birthday present. <laughs> I have my shocked face on and realize no one can hear that. <laughs> You're like, anyway, now someone's gonna be like, oh. It's like, you know, when Jarvis gets mad at you for taking a glass of wine away from him? God. That's the face. I just did the face. <laughs> Looked into the corner of my room to do it. I miss you, bud. I can't wait to see your cats, too. Hell and yeah. All the boys. Um, oh, man. I had a story. I went to see Hobo Johnson. Oh, yes. how's that? How um, is that man bun? Okay, so uh, uh, not as many man buns as I saw or thought, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to this band because they were the openers, and I was kind of like, uh, what are they gonna bring up? Like, you know, are we, what are they gonna really bring up? And it was this band called Grandson, mm. and they were so. Fucking phenomenal. I think I to them. Really? Yeah. Dude, they are amazing live. I cried during one of their songs. Like, full on, like, he said what it was about, and I was like, oh no, I'm gonna get triggered fucking hard, and I did, and, like, all their songs are about, like, political injustices, and, like, oh my god, they were incredible. One's about, like, anxiety, uh, it's called, uh, oh, it was my favorite, Man, oh, more at ten. I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> no, it starts with a D. I was gonna like Google grandson anxiety, but then I was like, that's not <laughs> my gonna work out. How do I deal with it? Um, I'm your best granddad. Okay, um, grandson. I'll find it. I'll find it. It's gotta be here. Despicable. Oh, despicable. Yes, it's about like like loving yourself and like how you're like inner workings can like self-doubt and stuff and then blood in the water was shook i was shook but they were really good i had to give a shout out to them because they were just like i didn't expect it and they came out and kicked ass and they were awesome and their merch was way cuter than hobo johnson's oh no hobo johnson get better merch yeah this is okay but um but no he was amazing i cried during three of his songs so I didn't Aww. expect to. I was like, damn. He has a song called um, Alone Forever. Damn. And it's only like a minute and a minute and a half long. And it literally breaks. Like, I had only listened to it one other time. Like, on my own accord. And I cried right. the one time I heard it. And I was like, I never want to fucking hear that song again. Like, that's too heavy for me. And then I told Eric, I was like, if he plays it at the concert, I'm going to sob. And sure enough, I heard it. And I was like, Ugh! <laughs> What's the one? Is it Romeo and Juliet? Oh, yes. It's, yeah, if you're a child of divorced parents, that one is <laughs> kind of heavy. Father is good for divorced parents, too, when he's like, well, I don't know if I can sing it for copyright issues. No. <laughs> I mean, you can say the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. it's 
It's we a, also don't make money off of this. That's true. That's He's true. Like, my dad told me about the birds and the bees and how the bees turn into wasps and take half of everything. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> it's he, heavy. A lot of his lyrics are like one-liners like that, and you're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh. Got you. Um, but yeah, Hobo Johnson was good. My visit was amazing. Uh, everything was... I had a great, I had a great, like, four days, and then I was thrust back into reality, and, uh, yeah, it's really sucks. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> mm. I don't like it. Also, ghosts. This will be my last story, and then I'll shut up for the rest of the podcast. So, a couple nights ago, my roommate had this problem where, uh, she watched some furniture, uh, not just, like, fall, but, like, get tossed no. Oh. It was like a small piece of it. It was like a, 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 like a jewelry stand or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I was really high, so I was like, please don't talk to me about it. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking freak out. I'm gonna freak out. Like, I, and I did. Like, I freaked myself out anyways, because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, so much to the point that, uh, I got up at one point in the night, right? Or no, it was like 9 a.m. when I woke up. 8 or 9, right? I got up and our front door was wide open. No. And I know 100% that it was locked. Like I well, okay, I don't know 100%, but I'm pretty positive. And I was like that's fucking weird. Okay, so uh our electricity is paid by like uh like we keep it on, like we'll put $20 and it will get us like 2 weeks of electricity, right? Or something. Mm-hmm. That's not hmm. exact math, but yeah. Um so we're really big about like turning things off when we leave a room or, you know, like, not leaving stuff on uh, so it doesn't drain the power uh, and run our electric not bill, but, you know uh, so I got back up at, like, 10, 30, 11 to make some lunch or whatever and uh, my bathroom light was on and so I walked over and turned it off and then I went back into the kitchen, and we have a back door that's, like, bolted shut, right? It's on, like, a chain lock, and it's, like, kind of broken, so you have to, like, close it really fucking good. But no one ever goes out there, you know, because we mm-hmm. and there's no, like, stoop or anything out there. It's just a drop-off, you know? Um, but it was open and off the chain. I know that's a funny sentence to say, but... No, because that means it happened from the inside! Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'd be more concerned if it happened from the outside, but... (laughs) But something is off the chain! Yeah, it's it's off the chain. But, uh... Yeah, so... It's just odd because those things happen, like, in very quick succession with one another. And, like, I've never, like, felt uncomfortable, but, like, that night... And I'm gonna chalk it up to 20 marijuana cigarettes. No, I did not have 20. I take like four hits. I'm like, oh man, I need Doritos. <laughs> I will say, I know this was not a ghost, but uh, I had this this bag of flaming hot Cheetos, but they were Chipotle flavored and way spicier than I could handle. Um, but they were sitting in my room. They have been for like a month, and I found the empty bag under my pillow. But I know that was not a ghost. That was just me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You got me. <laughs> when I was li- living with my dad, we watched all 
four like paranormal activity movies in one night. It was like us were in the living room and it was we were laughing about it because we were kind of scared, but not really. And then that night, at around like midnight, everybody was in their own rooms, and there was a big thud. And we had a huge clock by the front door. Like, it was decorative. I don't even know if it really worked, but it was massive, massive clock. And it fell. And everybody got up. We're like, oh, shit, what? Oh. Like, we're all scared, but we're all like, that wasn't because of the movie. That's so dumb. Like, it just fell. It just happened. So we all go back to bed. And just a couple hours later, around around 3 in the morning, there's an even bigger bang in the kitchen. And there was two standalone cabinets that were like, uh, they were the upper cabinets, but they weren't attached to anything besides the wall. And both of those massive cabinets fell. And everything that was, yeah, it fell on the counter and everything that was in the cabinets fell onto the floor. The same night. And we were like, we're never watching those movies again. Mm -mm. So weird. But nothing ever happened before, nothing ever happened after they sold the house, so. I don't know. <laughs> it was probably like all the nails at one time were just like, nope, we're tired. We're falling. Oof. We're done. Yeah. That's no, so scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get started with Cody's story with her case, has anyone heard about what Terry Crews is doing? Okay, but hold on. Someone, something in this room just fucking fell over. <laughs> oh, I thought that was. Uh, oh. Why? <laughs> oh shit! That's the ticket. Okay, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm f- no, the cats are not allowed in this room. Ooh. I'm fine. This is fine. Have Jeff <clears throat> in there with you? No, he'll play video games, and he makes the clicking noise on his controller stick. <laughs> that sounded like Grandma could not understand anything. Controller stick. Yeah. Anyway, okay, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about before the ghost came for me? <laughs> Terry Crews? Yes. So today uh, is June 27th, and yesterday... Has anybody heard of this? No. Yesterday on the 26th, he went to present a bill to the Senate that is um, the Sexual Assault Survivors Bill of Rights. Ooh. Yeah. Did you? Did anybody hear about? And I think it was 2016. He was at a party with his wife, and he was sexually assaulted. I did hear that, and no one took him seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one fucking believed him. They're like, "You're Terry Crews. Like no one can do that to you." And he was like, "Well, it fucking happened." Yeah. And well, and it's a big. It's a big. uh, He's like a big agent. He's Emma Stone's agent. The guy. Oh, the guy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a lot of really, I think, Sylvester Stallone, which is why he was, like, booted from the Expendables series. Mm. Because, yeah. Oh. Well, Mm -hmm. Sari went in front of the Senate and talked, and he had all these good points about what the bill will do. And there was one, there was a tweet from one of the senators, and during this meeting that they had or whatever, she was like, when he, you know came for you why didn't you just fight him off and terry blinks twice and then he says as a black man and then he starts to tear up and i like watching terry cruz is a big fucking guy like to step towards him in any way you have to be 
a damn fool. And his response to the senator was, as a black man, I can't, I can't act that way. He was like, my first instinct, this is not quoted, this is verbatim, not verbatim, but he was like, my first instinct was to throw a punch. But he was like, my wife trained me that, you know, I, I'm in the public eye and I can't, I can't do this type of thing. So we just walked away. But he said the next day he did call the, uh, the company that the agent worked for and they were like, oh, you know, we're, you know, we're so sorry. We're definitely going to take care of this, blah, blah, blah. And then he said that he heard nothing. And so that's when he decided to take it into his own hands. But I just think having it, this is a sad statement to say, and it may not, no, people may not agree, but to have a, I just don't know how to word this and it not sound offensive, but to have basically a big black guy standing there being like, hey, listen, every, like people, other people can get sexually assaulted and this is not cool and a person touching another person without any type of consent is not cool and there needs to be things in order for the survivors of sexual assault to you know move on with their lives and I think that's great that they had him talk about that because someone that is in the public light and is able to speak about that stuff after that type of a trauma you know like, I feel like he was maybe a little bit more prepared than other people to be able to say what he said and to, you know, I hate to say it, but just get a little bit emotional. But I think people will listen because it's not just a scared little girl being like, this happened to me. It's fucking Terry Crews, and he's look like he can knock your lights out, but he yeah. won't. He'll give you a hug instead. But so, I just, I just I, love that he's doing that. Absolutely. I just read, or I didn't read the article, but I, like, bookmarked it to read, but... Yeah. So, go Terry Crews. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can we get another dog? That's what I'm naming him. Mm-hmm. Aw, Mariska Hardigatay and Terry Crews. Yes. Love it. Okay, that's it. Good job. Nice. That being the things we love this week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> You guys ready for some satanic panic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, always, always, always. Fuck yes, fuck yes, I love Satan. Fuck yes. <laughs> okay, well. Okay, this one, this introduction is not really about a murder today because I wanted to do a certain case, but then, as you guys know, you're like, oh, I'll research this one case, and then all of this other stuff comes up. And so I was like, wait, I need to backtrack. So I was researching and I came across this book and I had the book and I had never read it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to read this book. And I had no idea what I was going to do, like my exact case on at this point. So I decided to talk about the book that started Satanic Panic in the 80s. And have you guys ever read Michelle Remembers? No. Anybody? Nada. Okay. Well, I'm going to read you, like, the summary off of Wikipedia. And then I'm going to talk about some of the conspiracy involved in it. And then if you guys want, if we have time, I'll read, like, a chapter of the book where it gets, like, really crazy. Satanic. Yeah. 
Is that cool? Yeah. Down. Okay. All right. Michelle Remembers is a book published in 1980, and it was co-written by a Canadian psychiatrist named Lauren, or I'm sorry, Lawrence Pazder, and his patient, Michelle Smith. And it was a bestseller, and it was written on the subject of satanic ritual abuse, and is it is an important part of the controversies beginning in the 1980s regarding satanical ritual, ritual abuse and recovered memory. And I can't talk today because I just swallowed my Dr. Pepper rock. <laughs> the book has been discredited by several investigations, which found no corroboration of the book's events, while others have pointed out that the events described in the book were extremely unlikely and in some cases impossible. Michelle remembers Chronicles Pazder's therapy in the late 1970s with his longtime patient Smith. In 1973, Pazder first started treating Smith at his private psychiatric practice in Victoria, British Columbia. In 1976, when Pazder was treating Smith for depression related to her having a miscarriage, Smith confided that she felt she had had something important to tell him but could not remember what it was. Shortly thereafter, Pazder and Smith had a session where Smith screamed for 25 minutes nonstop and eventually started speaking in the voice of a five-year-old. Over the next 14 months, Pazder spent over 600 hours using his hypnosis to help Smith recover alleged memories of satanical ritual abuse that occurred when she was five in 1954 and 1955 at the hands of her mother and others, all of whom Smith said were members of a satanic call in Victoria. I started reading the book and I couldn't put it down. I was just like, it, it is so messed up. It's so it's hard to read, but I read it in like a few days. It was crazy. Uh, the book documents Smith's memory of events recovered during therapy, documenting, documenting the many satanic rituals that she believed that she was forced to attend. Pazder stated that Smith was abused by the Church of Satan, which he states is a worldwide organization predating the Christian church. The first alleged ritual attended by Smith took place in 1954 when she was five years old, and the final one documented in the book was an 81-day ritual in 1955 that summoned the devil himself and, and involved the intervention of Jesus, the Virgin Mary, Michael the Archangel, who removed the scars received by Smith throughout the year of abuse and removed memories of the events until the time was ripe. During these rites, Smith was allegedly tortured, locked in cages, sexually assaulted, forced to take part in various rituals, witnessed several murders, and was rubbed with blood and body parts of various murder murdered babies and adults. After Smith had seemingly recovered her memories, she and Pazder consulted with various church authorities eventually traveling to the Vatican. Pazder was a credentialed psych psychiatrist and fellow uh, and fellow of the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada, and the book states that its source material, therapy tapes, which he recorded every single session on tapes, were scrutinized. However, questions about the accuracy of the allegations and Michelle remembers were raised shortly after the book was published. Soon after the book's publication, Pazder was forced to withdraw his assertion that it was the Church of Satan that had abused Smith when Anton LaVey, who founded the church years after the alleged 
events of Michelle Remembers threatened to sue for libel. In an October 27, 1980 article, Paul Gresko interviewed Smith's father, Jack Proby, who denied the allegations against Smith's mother, which Proby is her real name. She just used Smith for, for this book. Um, her mother died in 1964, and Jack claimed that he could refute all the allegations in the book. Um, the mother of a childhood friend of Smith who described Smith's mother as a kind and caring woman. He also noted that the book failed to make any mention of Smith's two sisters, which evidently she had a younger sister and an older sister. By 1990, the article on the Mail on Sunday exposed further inconsistencies in Smith's allegations. The Mail on Sunday conducted a two-week investigation into the claims made in Michelle Remembers and found that other than Pazder and Smith, the people they interviewed described the events in Michelle's Remembers as the hysterical ravings of an uncontrolled imagination. In an interview with Jack Proby, three specific points were Michelle lied in Michelle Remembers. He indicated that although he decided not to sue, he did file a notice of intent to sue against the book publisher should they go on beyond literary content, thereby preventing the book from being made into a movie. And I wish it would have been made into a movie because if it was done right, it would have been amazing. It sounds insane. Oh, it's great. It's great. Um, <clears throat> the childhood family doctor was interviewed also, and she had an account of like a car accident that she went through when she was younger. And um, the doctor said that he dismissed the book as crazy. The mother was a nice lady. A little girl could not have been tortured without someone hearing a forward, a former childhood friend. Um, Virginia was like a second mother to me. I clearly have never had a bad feeling about her. And um, not once during their marriage or the birth of their daughter did Michelle ever mention her experience. Um, so basically, <laughs> this this lady is visiting her therapist and she has always gone to a therapist and she's known him for years and he knows her she knows him, and she starts, this is in 1976 or 77, she starts, like, feeling like she can remember things, but she doesn't know that she can. She's like, I feel like there's something going on, like, I keep having these dreams. And so he puts her under hypnosis, and he puts on this tape recorder, and every chapter is just more of what happened, and repressed memories. And I mean, the controversy of it is like, this couldn't have happened in her house because people would have heard. And, um, but a lot of the book wasn't in her house. Like 99% of the book wasn't in her house. The only time she was in her house was at the very beginning. And so there are claims. And I mean, I don't know what to believe. I mean, it could be, it could be made up by these two, but I don't know how they would have made it up. I just don't, her, her details are so detailed and so horrifying that they would have had to study satanic ritual abuse for years. And how do you do that in the eighties without the internet? Like, how do you in, in 1977, 1980, be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna research satanic ritual abuse. Let's get out the Webster's dictionary and the um, what was it like 
encyclopedia of Britannica and see what it has to say. You know, I mean, there's just no, there's, there's no way of researching it then. And, um, I'll read you guys a chapter, chapter of the book, but, um, let's see here. The car crash that she was in, um, a book in 1995 found further inconsistencies in Smith allegations. The authors found no newspaper record of the car crash that the book describes in the time frame described despite the fact that the local newspaper reported on all vehicle accidents at the time. Former neighbors, teachers, and friends were interviewed and yearbooks from Smith's elementary school reviewed and no indication of Smith being absent from school or missing for lengthy periods of time, including the alleged 81-day nonstop ceremony. Ultimately, the book's authors were unable to find anyone who knew Smith in the 1950s who could corroborate any of the details in her allegations. Um, and, like, who's to say it was actually 81 days? I mean, it could have been during summer vacation. Like, the car accident might have been covered up if any cops were involved. Like, it's just, there's so many little things that, that you would have to, but I, I don't know. It's just... It's one of those things. If you guys get a chance to read the book, you totally should. Even if you think it's fake, it's a really good story. Um, it was also noted it seemed unlikely that a sophisticated cult that had secretly existed for generations could be outwitted by a five-year-old, that the cult could hold rituals in the Ross Bay Cemetery unnoticed given that Smith claimed she was screaming, and given the Ross Bay Cemetery is surrounded on three sides by residential neighborhoods, that an 81-day nonstop ceremony involving hundreds of participants in a massive round room could have gone on in Victoria unnoticed, and that none of Smith's tormentors other than her mother have ever been identified, especially given that some of them had cut off one of their middle fingers at the Black Mass. He also notes that during the alleged 81-day ritual, Michelle was confirmed to be attending school with no remarkable absences and no apparent signs that she was being abused. Like other authors, um, it was also noted that many of Smith's recovered memories appear to have reflected elements in popular culture at the time, like the movie The Exorcist and Pazder's own religious beliefs and experiences from when he was living and working in Africa, which this psychiatrist did work in Africa, but maybe he was a super fucked up psychiatrist and was like, I want to plant things in her mind. Let me see if I can do it. And then when it worked, he was like, I'm just going to go with this and we're going to roll with it and write a book. I don't know. Oh no, backwards psychology. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, every review of this book online is like, this Michelle lady is full of crap. And I mean, some of them are really, really, really mean. And I'm like, um, I'm not going to be mean to her just in case this really did happen. Like, I'm going to read you guys a chapter. And this is chapter three. So it's the beginning of the book, which it gets more messed up as it goes along. But, um... It's just a couple pages, but... I don't know that we can read it word for yeah. word. Can we read it word for word? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the rules on that one. Are there rules? You got a sweet summary for us? Um, basically, can I read bits and pieces? Yeah. Okay, I'll read bits and pieces. Um, so she's in the psych psychiatric office. And he's basically telling her to lay down on the couch and just like, she's talking about her scattered, her scattered life and her memories and about how she like can't really reach them. And they're just kind of chit chatting and he's like, you know, I'll be with you. Don't worry. Don't get scared. I'm here. I'm never going to leave you alone. 
and she starts screaming that her arm hurts and she begins to cry and she kind of goes into the hypnosis and her eyes begin to twitch underneath their eyelids as if she were watching something and then she starts talking and she says the air is like this and she's holding out her hands and rubbing them together very hard she's like it's like this and she's talking about like how it's hard to breathe and she's speaking in the voice of a frightened little girl and she says i wanted to cover up to cover myself up i found something to put on you see i don't know why but i felt really ashamed i don't know why so apparently she's naked and she's five and she says i got a big shirt i was trying not to be there you see it doesn't make any sense but i thought that if i didn't see my hands i wouldn't be there and I had put this, I had pulled this shirt over my head and I don't know why I thought I'd get away with it, except I was so busy trying to keep my hands up inside the sleeves. I didn't notice the people in the room. So there's people in the room and we don't know who they are and they're setting up candles, a lot of candles. There's a bureau, a bureau, sorry, a bureau with a round black cloth and bordered with like crazy designs that this little girl doesn't understand and she sees all these women so she's like I thought mummies I thought oh boy there's going to be a party oh boy but no no they're all looking at me they're staring at me all of them all of their eyes and one of the women picks up the little girl and the woman was extraordinary beautiful with shining dark hair and she had on a simple dress and Michelle was like, oh, this is a princess because she's five, right? And the woman looks at her and is like, I'm sad you are hurt. And the little girl's like, oh, she's being like a mummy. And the woman kisses her. And the little girl's like, oh, she's kissing me. But she sticks her tongue in the little girl's mouth. And it's like a snake. And the little girl screams, she's not a mummy. I thought she'd look after me, but then they started to talk about how getting me ready and preparing me. She started rubbing me. Some of the people grabbed at my wrist. I don't like my wrists. I don't like them hanging onto my arms. I don't want them to hurt me. I can't stand being pinned down. Someone's rubbing something on me, on my chest. It smells icky. It's mucky. It, I looked and it had funny eyes. And it's the funny eyes. It was like a mommy, but it had evil eyes. Where's my mommy? Those are other kids' mommies. I don't want this mom. You go away. I want my mom. Please don't hurt me. And she keeps saying, like, I'm not going to hurt you. But all these people seem excited about something. And this little girl's confused because she's five and she thinks it's some kind of birthday party. But these people are rubbing things on her and being really weird. And in real life, she's under hypnosis. and She's screaming and she's got her fingers bent like claws. And she's kind of panicking. And she starts screaming, help, help, help. They're putting this stuff, putting it in my eyes, in my ears, in my nose. And somehow it was getting in me every way. And um, several of the people grab a handful of colorful sticks. I don't know what kind of sticks they are. It just says colorful sticks. Several of them fetched a handful of colored sticks, dark red, brown, muddy, yellow, dirty, green, purple, and black. And they handed them to this woman in a cape. Um, she held them in her hand for a moment, pounded them roughly on the floor, then loosened her grip and allowed them to spill on the ground. The other woman had taken up a chant. The woman in the cape studied the arrangements of the sticks, selected one of them, 
dipped it in a silver goblet, and inserted it in Michelle's rectum. Again and again, she repeated this ugly performance, each time introducing the vile mixture from the goblet into the little girl's body, her nostrils, her mouth, her ears. And, like, all this was recorded, but some of this book is written in third person, so maybe that's why people think it's fake? I don't know. But it's still interesting. Uh, and Michelle says that they were poking me. It feels like pins. They stuck those sticks, not just in my mouth. They stuck them everywhere. Everywhere she had an opening. They kept poking and rubbing. The inside of me hates them, but the outside keeps pretending it's just a different kind of pickup stick game. They're putting ugly in me. I don't want any more ugly in me. The lady is sealing it in now. She says it's permanent. She's making it permanent. And she's crying. Um... And she's crying as she's telling the psychiatrist this. Um, she could hear them saying things. Try this, see if this works. The lady kept turning the sticks and talking, and she didn't understand what the words meant. She kept changing all the sticks and saying something about getting me ready for someone. I couldn't remember who. I didn't understand what they were saying. Um, something about they'd show God, and I didn't want him to see me, not like this. There was a stressor, and I saw them setting up more candles on it. Everything was black. Then suddenly everything had to be clean. They all got washed, and every one of them touched me. They'd go, and they'd clean themselves. Someone cleaned me off, too. They laid me on the dresser. It was all cold. I'm cold. I thought I was lying on a birthday cake. Afraid. I'm afraid. I Maybe I am the birthday cake, but I don't want to play their game anymore. So this child is placed in the middle of a bureau and she's made to lie down and she's in a semicircle of candles and there's flames of the candles um it's all dark and now the room has contained men along with women and they were all in dark clothing and everybody was chanting and she didn't have anything on they unbraided her hair and she didn't like it there's a knife and cups, and they're all real shiny. It's like everyone has a stomach ache. They're moaning and groaning. They have their eyes closed, and they're making funny noises. I just kept saying inside. I see with my eyes. I listen with my ears. I talk with my mouth, but nobody hears. I just keep saying it over and over again. All I hear is my words. Um, and then she screams, and she's like, no, I don't want to be cut. Help me. They're making lines on me with a knife. I'm afraid. It's like a line down the middle of my face. Why are they putting that stuff on me? They're painting me with red stuff. They're painting half of me dark. I don't want to be a clown. I'm going to have a red face and half of a white face. They're putting red on half me and the stuff in my mouth on the other half. They're all calling someone. They're all calling that guy having stomach aches. They're all started running around the room and screaming and yelling. I didn't move because I'm afraid the candles will burn me. The whole group gathered in a half circle around her. And abruptly... Almost as one body, they turned their heads from her, and then they filed out, departing as coolly and noisily as they had come in. And they're all gone. Um, and then she begs the psychiatrist to come back, and her breathing starts to ease. And he starts asking her questions, and she's just like, I'm ugly, I'm ugly. Um, I've done such awful things. This is all my fault. I shouldn't have went along with them. And he's just confused. He's like, you know, trying to comfort her, but he really doesn't know how because he's never heard anything like this before. And he's asking her how many people were there. And she closed her eyes to visualize the scene. And there was a lady in the cape. And then one, two, three, I can't be certain, but probably 13. I don't know. I can't swear to it. And 
Then almost in the same breath, they queried to one another, who were these people? Who were they? And it brings you to the next chapter where they start talking about who the people were. But that is one of the really low key chapters. It gets really messed up. There's one chapter where they're having like her mother is her actual real mother is in the room with her and there's like an orgy going on. And the lady that is like trying to do sexual things with her the little girl's mother, the little girl gets mad and starts hitting her and all the Satanists think it's fun and a sign and so they start beating the lady and they they kill this lady in front of this little girl and the little girl then feels like she did it because she was the first one to go after this lady and everybody else followed her and they take her into different houses they always take her into different places it doesn't take place in the same house they take her into abandoned houses they don't feed her they don't clothe her they um, never bathe her they never comb her hair um, and then her mother gives her to this satanic group for a very long time and they keep just assaulting her and mistreating her and it's just it was such a good book to read but then when I got on the internet and everybody was like it's fake none of it's real not she couldn't have remembered any of that it's just and I was like but what what if some of it is, you know? So there's this big conspiracy out there that this book is all made up, none of it happened, but these are the first accounts of remembered satanic ritual abuse. Um, apparently, the town in Canada that I was talking about, Victoria, British Columbia, is supposed to have one of like the biggest Luciferian groups, but that's also hearsay. Um, so, but the reason why I did this book was because when this book was released, I guess it was a bestseller. Everybody started reading it. And I mean, I read it and I didn't go up to my child and be like, is somebody putting Satan in your head? Have you been sexually abused? Like, I don't understand why they're saying this book brought in satanic panic. Like, yeah, it happened to one person. Or maybe not. Why would it start a hysterica, a hysteria of satanic panic? I mean, and there were also other things going on during the 80s and 90s. There was also like the McMartin Preschool, and there was also West Memphis 3 and the heavy metal music. And I just couldn't believe when I Googled it that they, they were like, this is the cause of this satanic panic, this book. It's all their fault. And she's a liar. And I was just like, I have to tell the girls about this. So, the book is not mine, or I'd let you all borrow it, but <laughs> if you all want to do readings, we can. That is so upsetting. Yeah, it really is. Because the edges don't, it's like one of, you don't know if it's real or not. I mean, there's no way of, and I mean, there's one of the, one of the parts in the book, um, they have a lot of fingers like they're using fingers to smear blood on things well somebody was like well there can't be people missing fingers that many people with missing fingers you would know well one of the ladies that captured this little girl was a nurse in, in the hospital so like she could easily get fingers she could easily i mean 
any kind of, you know, mortician or, you know, funeral person, if bodies are cremated, they could easily cut off fingers before the bodies were cremated. I mean, it's not, there's explanations for it. I'm not saying it's true, but there's explanations for things, you know? And a lot of people were really mean about it. They were just like, this, this lady's a cunt. And I'm like, oh my God, like she's, I mean, it's not that bad. Like maybe she wanted to share her story if it did happen to help other people, because this was obviously a really traumatic thing. And the crazy thing is, is like, um, this ritual that she was part of, um, Satanists practice every 27 years. And so it happened in like 1954 and it was like five years to the day before the next like satanic ritual, like the days that she was remembering each day that she remembered was exactly 22 years before. So it, the times were also lining up unless they made all that up too. Who knows? I don't know, but there's lots more I want to go into on next episodes about, um, different things that have happened with the whole satanic panic thing and um because there's a bunch of them and i probably won't do west memphis three but violet can certainly do that one because i know you're really into it i do love west memphis three i don't love it like right like i love none of us love this stuff yeah here for it. It's just interesting, but I just, I, I mean, I've had this book sitting on my bookshelf forever, and I never knew how good it was, and then when I was like, and like, this is the one of the original, like, they've redone the cover since, so it's like, really 1977 looking. I'll have to send you a picture of it, so you can tweet it. Nice. I just don't even know what to say. Like, yeah, how old was this little girl? She was, she was five and she was 27 whenever she was recalling everything. So, I mean, oh my God, when you yeah. said, when you said maybe she's on a birthday cake or maybe she is a birthday cake, I yeah. was like, what are we dealing with here? Yeah. And the whole book's like that. So she's five. So she's like, what? oh, maybe this is a party. Maybe, maybe this is a game. Party. Yeah, they're all they all have stomach aches. They're just chanting. Oh my exactly. god! Yeah, that's the part where I'm like, could somebody really make that up? I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's some really good movies out there that are pretty believable. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> well, and this happened in the 70s, 80s, like, 1977, and the book came out in 1980. Oh, okay. So. It, it, Canada in the 70s and 80s needs to calm down. Yeah. And it was Canada this happened, and it wasn't even here. Like, it wasn't even in the U.S., and people were just reading this book and freaking out and thinking that everybody was satanic. And Well, the um, anthill kids happen in Canada, too. Right. Yeah, that's true. So that's what I'm saying. Chill out. With the Whenever, <laughs> I was listening, re-listening to that the other night. I already was thinking about my case and I was like, you know, in the end of this book, it tells about how like, like a lot of Christian groups are Christian on the outside, but they have like satanic underground groups that only like five people in the church know about. Ooh. And 
I was like, maybe that was what the guy from the anthill kids, maybe he was really like a Satanist because all the stuff he did, like nailing babies to the trees and stuff and ripping out intestines and stuff like that, that's satanic. That's not, I mean, it's demented. Yeah. But it's also satanic. So maybe he was satanic and was just trying to recruit Christians because he knew they were easy. I don't know. Not or wives. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. <laughs> wives, yeah. So, yeah, Canada's got some messed up stuff too. But they're so polite. They and they are. have great sandals. <laughs> they do. What do you think about it? <laughs> um, oh, well, too soon? So, the thing about Canada, uh, it's it's got some geographic disparities, meaning... Ooh. Uh, there's a lot of rural ass area that like people are not like making into cities and access yeah. to education and healthcare and all that kind of good stuff isn't like super available and so like I almost wonder if like some of these people come from areas like that and get into metropolitan areas and then just let their crazy out all over the place it's a possibility because I mean there's there's a ton of rural Canada but I mean when I saw the thing about the city and I think there's another place too like it has to do with the location and I didn't research this more I wish I would have now but it has to do with like the location of Victoria and then there's another city and it's like has to do with the location and they're used by Satanists to wash up because of the locations it's really freaky I'm going to throw in my, um, not all Satanists are bad. Some Satanists are cool. Blanket yeah, these Satan. are, these are Luciferians again. Like when I'm, I'm using say the word satanic because it's started like the satanic panic and it's just Wikipedia and Google, but it's really <laughs> Luciferians. Jesus, Google, get woke. Yeah, get Google is not woke. <laughs> 2018, get woke. One of my favorite vines is this guy and he's at like a target and there's five little snowmen in front of him and he's recorded his voice so they say hail satan and he plays them all at the same time and they all just go hail satan ah!" (laughs) why is that me (laughs) that is so something i would do because because snowmen are like christmas and christmas means jesus is coming back or was born or whatever Mm. is a hail satan (laughs) I would just make them all say happy holidays. I would trigger the <laughs> fuck out of some people. Uh, Apparently. I'm not bitter. I love it. Oh, I found it. Okay. I'll send it to the thing. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Maisie. I won't play it, but... I don't know. It'd be, kinda, it'd be really fitting and kind of funny. I mean, I'm not angry. <laughs> Are vines copywritten? I mean, Vine audio, Vine's dead. I mean... Wait, there's a rule where you can, like, watch someone else's video as long as you're, like, commentating on it. It's like the review yeah. rule. Because that's what the Fine Brothers got in trouble for, because they were like, we're going to copyright it. Okay, and well, then let's just like, give our opinion of how this sounds. The Hail Satan? Yeah. I could try it. Okay, hold, please. All right, hold on. <laughs> Sorry if this, like, puts us in the red, Sasha. I'll monitor. Hail Satan! Come on, 
I give it two thumbs up. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! I really like the vocal distortion. Yeah. It, you know that app that you can, like, some, I've, I've seen it, like, some big YouTubers have their own, like, soundboard that you can download. Mm. If we ever get a Murder Blow soundboard, <gasps> it has to be us all saying Hail Satan. Yes. <laughs> It'll oh be like, in that 20 marijuana cigarettes. I bet Jeremiah would love to do that for us. Cheer. Oh, yeah. Make our own soundboard. Our hip murder below soundboard. It's just me going one hundo, tie, tie, tie. <laughs> me going cool, 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 cool. I love it. I couldn't talk through like half of that because right before, like, I laughed at something and choked on my Dr. Pepper. So I was. <laughs> <laughs> Do not drink Dr. Pepper when Violet's talking, okay? Do not drink Dr. Pepper and murder. The good rule. Slogan? The copywritten? Maybe we might have to use Mr. Pib. <laughs> I think, yeah. What? I think Pib Extra became a thing. Do you guys remember that? Pib like, Extra? Yeah, like Pib Mr. Pib. Is amazing. When you go into like West Virginia, you can get like Mr. Pib in in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I found the picture of Terry Crews I'm gonna use. Sweet. So nice. I'm gonna unpopular opinion. I don't believe what was written in that book actually happened. Ooh. It's not actually an unpopular opinion. Most people don't believe it. I don't. I just I think some of the things happened, but I think the therapist might have like been a little sketch and maybe introduce some memories or uh some fake some fictitious memories um or like embellished when he wrote that but he could have discovered how to do that and accidentally messed up and didn't want to tell her hey i implanted these you're gonna have dreams about it tonight and they're gonna get worse who knows knows? real fucked up well i mean it's so hard because so i uh this might come as a shock to all of you who listen to this podcast on a regular basis um (laughs) i don't believe in god or satan (laughs) i know i've never ever ever made shitty comments like that ever especially against uh as cody called them and i really liked it quote unquote christians um (laughs) but uh but no so like half of me like believes that satanic rituals happen but it's just like fanatical people you know like they don't actually do anything it it's kind of like it's kind of like those people that believe the end of the world is coming all the time in parks and recreation so they like sit in the park oh it's is it zorb i think so zorb yeah yeah it's like they could have like crazy fucked up rituals but like I feel like they're just as, like, fanatical as people, like, blowing up abortion clinics in the name of Jesus, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, my thing is, and I do believe, only because I've witnessed it firsthand, that, like, not, like, myself, well, I guess I have, but I've seen someone literally get triggered by something and have a wave of, like, repressed memories or whatever, like hit them like a ton of bricks and it's the scariest thing mm. like 
I can't explain it, but like, how could you not believe them? You know what I'm saying? Oh, or, like, there's no doubt that that happens. I yeah. mean, but then you look at like the lady from the keepers, like no one believed her. Right. Because it was a repressed memory. And they're like, how could you forget something like that? Well, there you, you know. So, and that's <laughs> the thing that like, with childhood trauma, like children, children are just developing emotionally, just like they're developing everything else. So like their mind will protect them from really bad trauma. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's it. I mean, that's something that's proven. And so, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the part that's possible in this book. Like it's possible that she had repressed memories and it's possible that she recalled them, but I'm not going to go as far as to say as, you know, everything was true since the book involves two people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole childhood trauma thing is definitely, there's stories I read about how children will go through horrific things and, and not even remember them. And then later in life, they're having anxiety or depression. And then they go back to their childhood and then they start remembering things and it, their, their mind and their body just protected them because they didn't, they weren't even emotionally developed yet. And they didn't have people to say like, it's okay. You can feel this way or don't feel that way, you know? And it's just, so it's one of my favorite subjects to study because it's just fascinating what your mind can do to protect you from things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like when you get really angry and black out, like, Oh yeah. Remember getting angry, but you don't remember what exactly happened. Yeah. Your body's just like, we're going to shut this down for a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. take five. I'll be back. <laughs> well, that's like, and I'm not going to get into like, but even things that I've been through, like, I remember a lot of it, but, like, I had this conversation with a friend and about it, and I went to bed that night, had a nightmare, and the nightmare was so vivid that, like, I knew 100% that, like, in the grand scheme of, like, what had happened, I'm being really vague, I'm sorry, um, but, like, I remembered this instance that, like, my brain had, like, kind of not blocked out. Like, I knew it happened, but I didn't remember every single thing about it. And, like I said, I had that nightmare, and it was, like, it, it had happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it, like, brought it back to me in, like, a wave. I was, like, fucked up over it for, like, three days. Which is crazy, because, like I said, that, I mean, even that stuff happened to me ten, over ten years ago now. Yeah. Well, that's, like, ten. A couple weeks ago, I was talking to my brother on the phone, and we had stuff happen in our childhood, mm -hmm. quote-unquote trauma, if you will, and uh, I was telling him a story, and he was like, wait a minute, I remember that day, but this is what I remember, and we were like, it took, we were there on the phone for two hours piecing things together that we were both there for, but we both, I don't know if, like, we each remembered certain parts or we remembered stuff differently or he saw something different the way than I did or I knew more or whatever, but it's just, it's the weirdest thing. And I got off the phone with him and I looked at John and I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I think I need to go on a walk. <laughs> he was like, do you want me to come with you? I was like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> like, I'm okay. <laughs> and that's but, why witnesses in court, like, 
sometimes a lot of times when you hear court cases don't don't hold up because people will remember things completely different and your brain is in a state of shock if something bad happens to you and you're not remembering clearly like yeah. you're, you're remembering not enough or you're remembering it way worse than it was yeah well i said it in either one of the last two episodes and i'll say it again we don't know a fraction of what we think we know so <laughs> yeah that should be our slogan <laughs> true very true it's crazy welcome to murder blows where we don't know that we don't know wow cody i am shook it you should get the book on amazon not that they sponsor us they don't i'll, I'll get the um audio book yeah actually can i call you later and you just read it to me yeah sure Cool, cool, cool. Tete-tete. Your bedtime story? Like, Murder Blows bedtime <laughs> story? The worst bedtime story ever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do have dreams. Like, because I always fall asleep when I read because it makes me sleepy and relax. Yeah. Shit, fam. Do we like anything? Besides Terry Crews? <laughs> like, <laughs> And I like grilling out in the summer. I love yeah. grilling out in the summer. It makes me so happy. I bought a new grill so I can grill out. Yeah. I up this morning and ate a hamburger for breakfast. A cheeseburger. I had a cheeseburger for breakfast. And then That's... I had a hot dog for lunch. And then I had pizza for supper. So I'm real healthy today. Get it. Working out for about a month now. Pretty consistently. And... All of the shit that they say, like, when you get motivated and you work out, you feel better and you have more energy and blah, blah, blah. And it's true. And I hate that they're right. No, I'm just kidding. Well, for me, it's true. And I hate that they're right. But if if you find that you're in a place where you really feel like you need to work out or you want to, go for it. Pro tip, take progress pictures. Because whenever I'm like, I'm not doing this today, I just pull up a picture and I'm like, oh, there's a goal. It's gonna work. It's working. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not mad at that. Other than that, um, my fitness pal actually has a an option where you can like take a picture and like attach it to like your weight that day. And so I think that's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, I and took... then it lets you make side by sides. Oh, okay, I just did it like the OG way. Try to take up. A put my phone on selfie mode and try to take a picture of my arm. Yes. <laughs> Took a couple tries when I got it. But I have two over, like, a three-week span, and you can definitely tell there's a difference. And then after the second one, I got really excited and took another picture the next day, and there was no difference. And I was like, oh, that's not how it works. No. <laughs> but hey. Whatevs. What if it did, though? <laughs> oh, my God. I would be like, this is awesome. I'm going to work out every day. <laughs> but I have to follow YouTube videos because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Same. But tomato, tomato. Right. Uh, I realized, I re-realized that I love cooking for people. And so, like, my favorite thing about my kitchen and my new house is that there's, like, a bar in the middle. And um, we bought bar stools. And so I had friends over and they uh, sat on the bar, and I got to cook and talk to them while I cooked, and it was amazing. I love so that. So much fun. You're going to cook for us at our sleepover, right? Yeah, absolutely. Is that everybody? Violet, what do you like? 
Mm. I like sleep. Do you like? Do you like what you're gonna work on tonight? It's from My Hero Academia, so I, I've already done that. So Been you there, done it? that? Check. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not ready to solder my fingers off. I was trying to contact cement something while we were podcasting, and I podcasted my fingers together, and I panicked for a second. Oh, you I, like grandson? I like grandson. <laughs> Not my grandson. I don't have one yet. I love my grandson. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know. I just made it's it from up. Jackass. I'm sure. No. Oh, I think so. Anyways, anyways. Yeah. Cody, what do you love? Grilling. Grilling. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Tight, tight. Cool advice. Oh shit. That's my Ugh. progression pictures are my advice. Okay. Don't procrastinate. Uh, stick to a schedule was mine. Look at us go. Uh, buy a new grill, I think was Cody's. <laughs> Get that good grill. Get that good good. Um, cool. Uh, thanks for listening to Murder Blows. You can find us. Maisie, you do this part. <laughs> You're so good at it. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MurderBlows and on Reddit. Uh, how do you say it? You say R MurderBlows? R slash. Yeah, R slash MurderBlows. We got a little bit more activity going on there. Uh, we have a Gmail, MurderBlows at gmail.com. We still want your too close for comfort stories and your questions for a future episode. So send them on over, y'all. We're excited about this upcoming stuff going on. Yes. I'm getting, like, I'm kind of getting more in the groove with the Reddit. But it's, like you said, when we first mentioned it, it's a fickle beast. It is. So, but come talk to us on Reddit. We're there hanging out. It's yeah. it's a cool time. Okay. I turned on notifications for the subreddit, so now I know. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I need to do that. Yeah, I was an idiot. I didn't remember to do that. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and check us out and talk to us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye! Bye! Bye. Play the outro! <laughs> <laughs>